Next Tuesday on an all-new Buffy, Buffy's having a birthday party. I'll let you blow up my candles. I don't think so. Everyone will be there, but no one can leave. There's something keeping us in this house. You ever think about not celebrating a birthday? An all-new Buffy. <laughs> Welcome to the Twilight Compendium, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 14, Older and Far Away. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. And just for fun, we'll be talking about the plot and characters. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. What, like I'm one of those losers who can't make friends outside their tight little circle? No, I'm very friendly. We bonded right away. Pods in a podcast. Bonded pods. Welcome back. Uh, my name is Kelly, and I am here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Beat me. It's like instant gratification for all your aches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're here to talk about Older and Far Away, which originally aired on February 12th of the year 2002. Uh, written by Drew Z. Greenberg. That's right. Drew Z's back. Uh, this is two of six for him. Last was smashed. And next will be Entropy. Directed by Michael Gershman. This is the seventh of tenth for him for the show. Last was Intervention and next will be Seeing Red. But never forget, Michael Gershman was the principal cinematographer on almost every single episode of the show. And I feel like that might have been why this... Part of why this episode's not so great. Spoilers. Like we said before. Hey, what happened in this episode? It is Burfee's 21st buff day. Can you believe it? We made it. She can finally legally drink even though she's been drinking... This whole time, it feels like, for every second of the show, even when she was 15. I don't know. But it's not Burfee's birthday yet. First, we have to go to Dawn's school because uh, Dawn's sad. She's real sad. And she gets called into the guidance counselor's office, of which she's never mentioned before and never visited before. No one's ever talked to her before, but she doesn't find it suspicious. She goes there when she doesn't know. And I, don't, I think as, as an audience is supposed to know because the last time we saw Halfrek in just the last episode or the one before it, she was all Vengeance Demon's out. So, like... Unless you knew Callie Rocha was was playing her, you might not know that you should be worried if you're anything like Daniel. She's just a lady. She's just a nice guidance counselor lady that you don't need to worry Last about. Last time it at we all. saw a guidance counselor, they were gutted and killed by Beauty and the Beast guy. Screepy so, Pete. I'm, How dare you just call him mean, Guy? <laughs> Screepy Pete. I, I'm Stacia's getting trolled hard happen. already. We're Burpee Buff Dang. We're Screepy Peeing everywhere. It's just finding more excuses to say it. <laughs> It's not his fault. I mean, he's not himself when he gets like this. You mean Pete? It's me. I make him crazy. He, he just does what he does because he loves me too much. Oh, gosh. Let's, I gotta rein it in. Okay, so we're at the guidance counselor's office. Dawn expresses some sad feelings. She accidentally makes a wish type thing, saying that she wished people wouldn't leave. But it probably won't have any consequences. Uh, meanwhile, our, our friends are organizing uh, Buffy's birthday party. And we've invited so many people. I think the total gets up to eight. It's a wild time. Not only do we have our core Scoobies, including Tara, new best friend of Buffy herself. Excellent. I'm here for it. I love that. Uh, we also have a surprise visit from Spike and Clem. Hi, I'm Clement. Clem. Which, uh, yeah, okay. And Xander and Anya brought a guy, a red shirt Star Trek guy named Richard, I want to say. 
Richard. And Buffy invited someone from Double Meat Palace, Sophie. Sophie's got a lot of allergies, but she's here to party. Uh, so we we do that. We party, and everything seems great. And then as after the last gets, guest arrives, Sophie, uh, and the door shuts, from out of the shadows comes, hey, that guidance counselor, oh, no, it's Halfrek. Oh, no. And she grants the wish, trapping everyone inside. And that would all be fine, except when we figure out that we're trapped, uh, we try to untrap ourselves by Tara doing a spell that re- just she just says release because Druzy learned his lesson from last time of doing really long Italian spells and just had her say release and accidentally released a demon into the house from a sword that Buffy took off of a demon that she thought she killed a couple of nights ago. But it turns out the demon was in the sword. So we released the demon. This demon can like teleport through walls. It's not great because he just keeps popping out and stabbing people. Doesn't really cause a whole lot of damage. He almost kills Richard. I mean, he almost kills Redshirt, but who cares? Uh, so they kind of deal with that. Everyone's having a fucking total meltdown about being in the house. Dawn is mad that people are having meltdowns about being in the house and has her own meltdown. Uh, we finally figure out that Dawn made a wish, and Anya summons Halfrek to undo what she did, and she does. And we will uh, hopefully move on from this and never have to deal with Dawn's problems again. Of course you'll want to leave, because being stuck in here with me, that would really suck, right? Fun facts. Uh, ever think about not celebrating your birthday? This is, in fact, the last Buffy birthday episode. Uh, do you remember <laughs> challenge trivia time? Uh, can you name me the other four birthday episodes? Yeah. Um. There was one every season except for the first one. Um. There's helpless. Correct. Season three. Boom. Done. Wait, three, and then there's like from two and one, too? Or? Not from notes. season one. We've got season two, season okay, four, two. and season five left. Can I look at my notes? Can you look at your notes? What, and your computer? No, you cannot. Mm. This is... Would they let you look at your laptop in trivia? I don't think so. All right. What was season two's? That was the first one. I don't know. Yes, you do. Uh, Dead Man's Party. That was the Angel episode when he has to leave. Hey, amends. No. I don't know what it's called, though. Surprise! Your innocence is gone. Oh. Surprise. Okay, surprise, what about season four? Gone. That was her birthday? Yeah. What? Well, surprise. That's why. Surprise birthday. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like the whole thing lines up because it's also Drusilla's birthday and she gets part of the judge as a gift. And then we're all saying, surprise, that's why we're at the bronze to have Buffy's surprise party. But turns out it's, surprise, your boyfriend's leaving on a fucking freighter to bury an arm under the ocean mm-hmm. party. The One of those. Anyway. Okay, we got season two, season three, season four. Where the wild things are. No. It has to do with Giles. He hangs out with Ethan oh, Rain, and the next bliss. day he uh, wakes doomed. up. Doomed. Nope. He wakes up. As a monster. A new man. Very mm. close. Season five. Directly relates to this episode, actually, factually. Anya is in it. Nope. I mean, she probably is, wow. but she does not a main feature. <laughs> Why do? Why is it directly related? Because of Don's Don? piercing screams. It's the first time we heard him. Maybe not the first time. Is this real me? No. It is. Get out. Get out. Get out. It is from Blood Ties when Don discovers Blood she ties. is the key. She doesn't take it well. That's her birthday. It is her birthday. Oh. Yeah, when they're all hanging out downstairs, and but Dawn comes with like her fucking bloody arm. It's because it's Buffy's birthday. I'm pretty sure. So. Oh my god, she's so dramatic. You did very well for not consulting your notes. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Great job. This episode's title comes from a quote at the end of J.G. 
Ballard's novel Empire of the Sun, which is actually the book they're discussing in Dawn's class. Can wow, you believe so it? so clever. The book's main character is a prisoner of war in Japan who becomes, like during World War II, who becomes kind of like a institutionalized after he stays his stay in prison. So when he goes back to his former life, he like can't handle it very well. It doesn't feel great, doesn't feel right being home. So when he does finally get home and reunites with his family, uh, the author writes that for all of their affection for him, they seemed older and far away. So that's what that's about. Also, Xander makes a reference to Children of the Corn, potentially, potentially Field of Definitely. Dreams, potentially a Twilight Zone episode. The jury is out. But I latched on to the Children of the Corn reference that he was making when he's like, oh, please tell me there's not a cornfield. Because did you know? I did not. Nicholas Brendan is in Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, what uh, Urban Harvest? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We should I, watch that. We should absolutely watch that. Cancel this season. Recording? Let's watch oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Xander Harris original. I love it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I need to ask both of you a very important question. The first question of the day. By day, I mean this recording. I'm ready. Stacia, how did you feel about this episode? Meh. Meh? Yeah. Um, this episode really made me remember why I hate Dawn or why oh, I used yeah. to hate Dawn. Like this this watching time, I've really warmed up to her, but whew, this is like classic, terrible Dawn. She's stealing people's stuff. She's being super whiny. She's like saying that she wants to be treated like an adult, but at the same time acting like a massive baby and doesn't seem to understand that, yeah. The people that are paying rent so that you can live in this house have to go to their jobs. It's not that they don't like you. <laughs> I just like, what are you, uh, what a selfish little self-centered brat. Uh-huh. So, free Sophie. Yeah. Free Sophie. <laughs> yeah, free Sophie. Free red shirt guy. And Richard, honestly. Yeah. These people are just trying to work. Um, that being said, this is a great episode for Tara. I really enjoyed yeah. seeing her. Um, actually being a person and like having a stance about things that was great Uh, I mean did she come in clutch at the end by accidentally summoning that demon and not letting them out of the house no (laughs) but you know she wasn't prepared she didn't know this is what we were doing tonight (laughs) amen no she tries her best and we love her Uh, Daniel what did you think about the episode from the opening ADR on Buffy, I knew that this was going to be a massive step back from the excellent Dead Things. Yeah. And sure enough, there we are. It's a tough episode. The dissonance in like just everything that's happening. I feel like even the shots are like, it just, it kind of sucks. And then it gets really awesome. Like when they're stuck inside and we realize it, I was into it for about one minute. And then it, I was just done again. The whole time I'm like, what is Richard, Sophie, and Clem doing while the rest of our friends are just hanging out in this house? Where are they? They're never hanging out with them when they're having like big discussions mm-hmm. and stuff. What are they doing? So I'm just really confused by that. Uh, the Dawn sequence about her talking about being alone was excellent. Again, it's a great Bad Buffy episode where we have this one great line of dialogue where she kind of expresses all of her feelings. And I thought that was really good and powerful about the way that she feels. I thought that was great. Um, But she does come off as a petulant brat. And I'm glad that she got uh, exposed for her stealing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we kind of have to 
uh, do all of that. And then I would just say the lore is pretty cool. You know, Anya was in the wish and here we are with mm-hmm. Alfric, I guess. Cool. Whatever. I don't know, man. It's like, I haven't ranked this as a number because you guys called before <laughs> I could do that. So this is going to be on the fly nice. and it's going to be low. I'm thinking nineties. Yes. I'll see what's open in the nineties. So spoiler alert for, later. well, if I have any input, I'm going to tank this thing for you. Cause I did not like it. I tried to be really charitable watching it. Um, you know, and I think we have been pretty charitable to Willow this season regarding how dumb Magic as Drugs is. Um, but uh, Magic as Drugs is real fucking dumb. And I think the first half of the episode is funny enough. It's fun of them getting like them getting stuck in the house. There's a lot of actually decent jokes throughout the episode too. Yeah. But as soon as we go to, I need to do magic to get you know the demon out of the fucking house or whatever. Uh, or sorry, to re- to let us out of the house the, do, before Terry does the release spell. And then we have to fucking zoom in on Willow. We're sitting here with an incredibly powerful witch. Much more powerful than you, Tara. I'm sorry. Only no one seems willing to say it. I can't. No, see, that's not exactly true either. Not can't. Won't. Oh, no, I have drugs in the house still, and uh, uh, and it's all just like, I just, I fucking can't. Like, and you need to stay away from it. Uh, I just like, all of that shit drives me nuts. I mean, I do love that Terry got to be a person this episode. There are some things that are okay, but I could not stop focusing on the weird choice choices of editing some of the scenes because I thought there were incredibly strange cuts, and then the actual shots we were doing we do a lot of weird shots that I feel like we haven't done before. Um, the overhead scene in Dawn's room, which, I mean, is kind of cool because we haven't done that before. The only time we've done that is, like, uh, in Listening to Fear, right, when the Queller Demon mm-hmm. is on the roof. We did that for Joyce's, which was an affecting, creepy thing. Um, but there was just that that sword shot that you just cut through, too. There's a shot of, like, a weird hutch inside their house. I think we've never seen that corner of Buffy's house before. The, he chose to slow zoom in on them a lot. So you'd be like, cut, slow zoom, cut, slow zoom, which is like, I guess people do that, but there was just very strange choices made in the, the direction, um, personally, that, that took me out of it, too. So I just think it was a, it was a weak episode overall, and, uh, you know, technically as well as the plot and Don, yeah, is insufferable, which is a bummer because she's, you know, she's come a long way. So I, uh, I will give Marty Noxon the final word as is custom, um, about this episode, the final word, no, the final word to our beginning words, uh, <laughs> End of yeah. the episode. <laughs> quote an effort, shortest one ever. <laughs> yeah. Like I got, I got to muddle through the, um, whoever transcribed Marty, this interview. Goddamn. I'm going to pretend she said the word in first. Quote, in an effort to deal with Dawn, with her state of mind, and what was going on with her. I think it was because, okay, I figured out what this is. This was an interview for some magazine, Sci-Fi Weekly something or whatever. And the thing is, whoever was like, this is dope, I'm going to transcribe this. And then on this board I keep going to, they must have just just taken out any snippet that was episode-specific-ish. So you catch her mid, like, stream of consciousness, I think. is like, so the interviewers asked some kind of a question, but we don't know, one, what the question they asked was, or two, what she said directly before this. So there's, like, no context. So I think that's why it, it comes off so clumsy sometimes. All right, so let me try for the third time. An effort to deal with Dawn, with her state of mind and what was going on with her. How abandoned she had been feeling. We were trying to do a good haunted house story. Again, maybe not our best demon in the world. We were trying to wrap up the whole Dawn mini arc, get it out on the table, and get it out of the way. We did want to deal with it, and at that point, it was pretty much over. A kind of 
elapse was that Buffy and Spike were okay with each other after the events of the week before. That that one was where we shot it and we were like, oh shit. See, let me point out our own failings. You don't have to do it for me. And has also become custom. I have more questions than I did before I read that. Because what does she mean like Buffy and Spike were okay the week before? Because clearly Buffy was having problems because she went to Tara and had a fucking meltdown about it. So is that being okay? Also, she beat the shit out of Spike the week before. Is that them being okay? Well, I think she's saying that they like they made up off screen almost. Like they're fine. Oh. That's my that's my guess at least is that she's like we never really resolved it. Like we're just here, they're hanging out. Obviously, she, he's got right. the black eye and stuff. So it happened, but I don't know. We just didn't really address it, so they're just kind of okay. Which that that didn't throw me out if that's what she's even implying. Like I didn't think twice about. Yeah, that. no, me either. And I also like. I wonder what she means by wrapping up Dawn's mini arc. I guess just like the way that she's been feeling stealing. neglected is is kind of her kleptomania. Yeah, I guess she does stop stealing. I think this is the end of it. Uh, but we still like visit it where like they go make her return all of her her goods. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? And this is the end of I her stealing. So. Yeah. That was kind of the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Okay, wow. Just like we did with with Willow's magic, right? She had the fucking rock bottom and recovery in one minute. Oh, I would, honey, but. I've got my group, you know, the whole spellcasters anonymous thing. Even the even the Willow, like, I crashed my car and almost killed you, Dawn thing. Like, there are moments in here where, you know, I just watched it and it's like, it should be more tense than it is. <laughs> yeah. And and Dawn's just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but then it, it matters when it matters. And I'm like, oh, God. Right. Well, I think we already kind of forgot that that even happened, the broken arm thing. I mean, she doesn't have the brace anymore for one and for two. Like, okay, so... Callie, Hallie is uh, supposed to be the the guidance counselor, and she's like, you've dealt with a lot of loss. Also, I'm pretty sure you had, came to school with a broken fucking arm. <laughs> is everything mm-hmm. okay at home? How'd you get that broken yeah. arm? I heard from uh, Miss uh, Kroger. Right. Um, so are you all right? Because, like, you should be, you know, we can put her in jail. <laughs> the state of California versus Never Buffy forget. Summers is still Never going forget. on. So. Uh, okay. So speaking of Don, I have a question. We'll start with you, Stacia, because that's how this goes. Do you think Dawn would have gone on her shoplifting spree if someone would have went with her to the mall? And then we're going to talk about payment. And Donnie, there are two words I want you to get used to. Punitive damages. Uh, You know, I had that thought, actually. I don't know if she would have stolen a jacket, but I think she might have still stolen something. Right, but because if you're being a good little thief, then the person even with you might not notice, right? But I'm curious if it's... She might not have done it just because practicality-wise she wouldn't have had a good opportunity to get away from whoever she was with. But if it's just for attention and now the person is with her, then maybe she doesn't need to do it, right? So, Daniel, do you think she would have done it? Do you think she would have stole still? I want to believe that she also has stolen all of her other coats and everything else. I mean, I, I think that the well runs deep yeah. with her and who knows how much else she's stolen. That we well, it could be. Uh, so when Buffy opens the jacket her present and is like oh the tag's still on here she like for a second kind of thinks like oh that's a little weird but the first thing out of her mouth would be should have been how did you buy this because she doesn't have a job so Stacia do you think Buffy with her pittance of her minimum wage job has been giving Dawn an allowance this whole time and therefore that would uh make sense as to why she has money to buy this what we're supposed to assume is a very expensive coat no, I don't. I don't know what Buffy was thinking because I think you, 
I would expect Buffy to immediately be like, oh, my God, Dawn, this is too expensive. How could you afford this? Yeah, with and the she, no money you're taking in. She didn't say that, so I don't know. Daniel, why was Buffy yeah. not immediately asking her, where the fuck did you get this? Because Halfrick can hear every, her screams, but no one else can, and no one cares about Dawn. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, that's the whole point of the episode, right? So, like, Dawn is clearly in pain. There is problems with Dawn that no one's paying attention to her. She definitely, whatever. The fact that they don't ask her anything, want to do anything, like, are you kidding me? You're just going to let her go to the mall alone? Like, just go with her. Uh, uh, Willow, don't you need to, like, get in the good graces with her? Because what she's been yelling about has been happening for at least three episodes now. Oh, yeah, her her being neglected. However, like Stacia brought up, I mean, it's like Xander has to do stuff for his job. Willow has to go to Magic Anonymous, okay? Spellcasters Anonymous. She has to. Because she, as stop, this is a well-established stop, fact stop. that she's been doing this, and that that's a group. relapse. It's, it's, it's real, so it's we really important. That. Uh, so I mean, I do, obviously we've been building up to Don's being neglected this whole time, but I do think that it is on. She is being unreasonable. She is being very like childish about the fact that why won't you guys stop doing what you're doing and just pay attention to me? Mm-hmm. Although I also concede that guys just go to the mall with her. It's probably gonna take a fucking hour. Just it'll be done, and it'll be over, and she won't have to walk, so it'll take even less time. Come on. Okay, but can you imagine how annoying it would be if your friend's little sister came up to you when you were about to go to work and was like, go to the mall with me. <laughs> and you were like, I can't, I have to go to work. And she's like, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like, how fucking rude. As someone with friends, <laughs> friends' little sisters and my own little sister, yeah, accurate. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> and, and, and being of the age where you have to drive them around, it's a bitch. I get it. I, I get why they don't want to fucking go with her. Besides, I'm definitely not ready to t- come out. Yeah. I'm all staying I understand the gripe when it comes to Buffy, but Willow and Xander are not your parents. They're not your relatives. They don't owe you anything. They're not even your friends. But They're what about sister's the friend. sister of my ex best friend's ex girlfriend? Ex girlfriend's yes. best friend. She's the sister is of my, my ex girlfriend's best friend. Yeah, well, she didn't ask Tara, did she? She should have gone and asked Tara. Tara would have fucking gone to the mall. She absolutely would have. My point is, be (laughs) mad at Buffy because Buffy's not being a good mom sister. Fine. It's not Xander's fault. It's not Anya's fault. It's not Willow's fault. It's not anyone else's fault. Like, and the fact that you're mad that your sister's friends don't want to hang out with you. Get your own fucking friends, man. Like, go hang out with Joan. Janice. Janice, yes. Joan! Joan. (laughs) Find Buffy's tabula rasa personality and go hang out with her <laughs> i just it seems so completely unreasonable and if i was if i was one of buffy's friends and her little sister was like and take me to the mall i'd be like really uncomfortable like i don't want to do that small child leave yeah. me alone god i didn't do anything i wish i had i'm glad you're trapped how else can i get anybody to spend any time with me but willow is kind of the sister yeah. mom so it's I mean, or the mom i get you know, that mom. but there needs to be boundaries because, again, like, Willow's not in charge of Dawn. Like, yeah, okay, so you've been taking care of her because you're a good person and you're a good friend to Buffy. But, like, that's not your job. And for Dawn to be like, everyone's abandoning me. No one cares about me. Yeah, that's normal. They're adults <laughs> with their own lives. Like, you need to get your own friends so that you can become an adult with your own life. Like, what are we doing here? Sure. And I get, I, I agree with, like, why they do it, but... The reasoning for fucking Willow, that magic anonymous, like, 
they they address it. They they understood that it doesn't make a lot of sense because Willow should be trying to get into Dawn's good graces, but she is an addict and has to go through her recovery right. program because we have to keep we that understand. thing alive. Why isn't she going? Because I feel like Willow in the lore of the show would be like, yeah, Donnie, if you want me to go, yeah. I would love to go, you know, and she would absolutely do it just to get in her good her good graces. But we have to have her not. So because she because the plot demands her, it. I guess that's why the plot demands it. Which is fine. I, I might be, I might be alone in this, uh, but I think that Anya's meltdown is completely out of character. The way that she behaves when mm-hmm. she's like kind of you know on the floor with Xander and like I'm I'm hot I'm freaking out. Um, did yeah yeah what was I that just about? like? Do you say should that kind of make you feel weird at all? Do you think that was at, super out of character for her? Um yeah I mean we don't usually see her being emotional like that like she doesn't seem like a panicky anxious person yeah was she feeling halfrick was that like I, the vibe no, I, or was it that's what i was kind of curious too what... like i was wondering if it was a magic thing or if it was just like a panic attack i guess but she's never been like cruel like that i don't know she's never been super emotional you mean to willow and and tara and tara? yeah yeah oh, well, oh all of part, i don't think that part. part is out of character for you her. don't think so i don't think so either i think that was like she hit the breaking point yeah and, and I, think, I think she's not wrong about it i agree as like alexander said you know anya's kind of got a point like <laughs> what are we gonna do we stop trying to fix it we're all gonna die here and whose fault is that you know if you hadn't gotten so much of this in your system in the first place hey you're gonna back off she said no, and that's it. You're not going to make her do something that she doesn't want to. And if you try, you have to go through me first. Understood? Relapse is a part of recovery. We understand that. Fine. If you all aren't willing to get us out of this, then I will do it myself. Can we please try to get yeah. out? If the difference is we all starve to death here because no one can leave to get food and we no one can call to bring in food, and... Willow does a spell like, yeah, Willow, you better fucking start doing your spells. Willow. <laughs> and then go back on sobriety, girl. Yeah, and then we'll fix it. But like, we have to get through this. Like, and I think that's totally reasonable and that makes sense. And I would have been backing Anya up on that. Like, sorry, it's not unreasonable. But her scene, yeah, when she's like sitting on the floor with Xander and she's like trying to take her shirt off because she says it's like hot and freaking out, that seems really unusual. Mm. That's why I think it must be a panic attack. Oh, and I did want to ask you specifically, how did you think Xander behaved in that scene? Because I thought he was doing a pretty okay job, like taking care of his fiance for once, like maybe a little bit. I think he did fine, I guess. (laughs) I don't know why people get so turned off by slug. Honey, slugs get turned off by slug. They seemed more affectionate in this episode than like any of that. The moment after he gets uh, sliced in the arm by the demon and Anya comes in and she's like freaking out and he comes up to her and he's like I'm here it's fine everything's fine my first thought was like oh that's really sweet and then my second thought was like you bastard <laughs> <laughs> I know what you do how dare I know you what you do <laughs> how dare you pretend <laughs> Which is kind of brutal. That does actually like weigh on me a little bit. I'm like, this is about mm-hmm. to happen. Like, shit. That's rough. <sighs> Those kids. Uh, so, yeah, going back to Willow, Stacia apparently, and Daniel, you both think that she should have, in fact, done a spell or done something to try to get them out of the house? I mean, obviously, it works out that she didn't because nothing would have worked. But, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, how long are we going to wait till? we all die like i mean that's like the dark conclusion of this curse right we just starve to death yeah 
And we're just going to sit there all starving to death, staring at Willow and Willow being like, I can't do it, you guys. <laughs> well, she's only, I feel like she's only saying it because she's like super. Because Tara's oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tara, unfortunately, is just like, and Tara is like, obviously on fucking Willow's side. She just wants her mm-hmm. to be healthy, which is cool. But you can't deny that, like, we need would, to, maybe. Do we think that Willow would have done it if on or if uh, Tara hadn't been there? <clears throat> I think possibly. Mm. I also question. thought it was really rich of uh, Xander to say, we pulled you out of it last time. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you do fucking anything? She had to crash a car and injure Buffy's sister before anything fucking happened. Yeah. So I don't know how instrumental you've been in her recovery in any way, shape, or form. So it's uh. He sat down with her once, so that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, and I get that Willow is a stronger witch than Tara, but I feel like... In this instance, because, you know, magic is drugs, but magic is also magic. You could possibly be like, look, there's no other spells we could try. She did everything I would have done. Or here's the thing. Tara, you should try this. Yeah. Why couldn't you tell Tara what to do instead of being like, oh, I have to do it. Right. Uh, I thought that was weird. Right. Because she didn't try to do a spell and was unsuccessful because she wasn't strong enough. Yeah. That would have made a little more sense to be like. Be like, Tara, try the things I would try. This, this, and this. Yeah, it's we're just having it so we can have Tara be the yeah. the hero moment, which I which I love, but like it is really silly when we start poking the holes of what is magic, what are the rules, how do we do this? Like she just made some fucking yucky quinoa and said release, and, and that worked fine. Fire. And she doesn't have a problem with drugs, magic at all. But Willow, if she would have made that quinoa, would have been off the fucking wagon apparently, and just yeah. straight to Rack's house. Can't even be in the room. Straight <laughs> to Rack's house. <laughs> <laughs> and I just she would have broken the curse because she would have been like I have to get there <laughs> black oh, yeah. eyes and if you were a druggie you would talk about drugs I mean that's the real I mean who hasn't been around a drug person who's like yeah man you know I, that one time I took whatever and I did whatever in this combination of stuff the fact that Willow wouldn't just be like hey Tara like listen I'm not real I'm not I'm not tweaking anymore but like that combination of this that and the other it's pretty fucking fire. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe try it. Give it a shot. Like, I'm not going to do it because I'm I'm bad. I get it. I don't want to do it and I can't do it. But I do know it's fine. If you're so going like, to, let's... you should do this. If you're strong enough to do it, and I trust you, girl, because I love you and I want to be with you again. So what up? But, like, you know, you do your thing. And then if you turn into a drug addict, like, I'll hang out with you and I'll be a drug addict too. But I won't say that right now. But, yes, I will. Unless you're not cool with anything I just said, then I never oh, I'll pretend I said it. And just where's my my leaf Spramble man? Whoops, it didn't. I didn't mean. Yeah, to. Yeah, leaf Spramble. She pops it out. <laughs> oh my God! Could you imagine of oh, of the uh, accoutrements that Willow still had? One of the things she pulls out is leaf Spramble, and Dara's like, "You bitch!" Just walks away with it. <laughs> walks where? She can't leave. She just goes into the kitchen to finish her quinoa. <laughs> And talks with Richard, and that's the rest of the episode. Like, I love it. Okay, uh, yeah, just continuing on that theme, he gets stabbed in the stomach, and Tara's like, oh, no, if only we had a doctor or someone with magic. <laughs> let me Giles, dab Let me dab you? your open wound through your dirty T-shirt. <laughs> that was one of my yellings. I was like, Tara's medical training is get a napkin with peroxide yeah. and just rub it on a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't remove the T-shirt and then clean the wound. Just just stab it onto the T-shirt. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. We do not joke about eating people in this house. So I don't think we've actually ever done, Willow or Tara has never done a healing thing. Have we ever? Brought 
Buffy back yes. to... Yes, yeah. the ultimate healing spell, you could say. But why haven't we? Again, with like, that's why this is so frustrating, too. It's like, Willow, you did magic. You've done magic for fucking four seasons now, man. And you were fine. You've been fine. And now it's so impossible <laughs> that you couldn't even do as little spell without losing your fucking mind. And I was just like... <laughs> and a healing spell too like good right. stuff like real no one would ever complain about healing spells it's one thing to put people in other dimensions right. you for have five to know seconds there's a difference so you can get man the rocks off mm. what you got in the box is drugs it's not drugs is it xander not drugs harping on that scene a little bit more i noticed that spike was like trying to stick up for willow too which i, th- I thought was kind of interesting because like, Anya's like, you could do this, and then she keeps, you know, going after Willow, and before Tara even says anything, Spike says, hey, wait, like, as if he's going to say, you, lay off her. She said she didn't want to do it, which I thought was really interesting, that Spike would, like, take Willow's side instead of being like, well, I guess he's probably not pissed with staying in the house with Buffy, so <laughs> the stakes are low for him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem to respect people's autonomy, right? Like, if people are like, this is the way I am, this is the choice I'm making, he's like, all right, cool, do you. That's cool. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. out a different way. We're all cool. We could do this. I just want to be here with Buffy. Can I stand next to Buffy really quick? That's as long as I can do that, can then we, we're gonna we're powerful we enough the to do anything. Curse so all of you can leave except me and Buffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, one last get Richard out of here. <laughs> one last thing about that scene, or I guess not that scene, but a continuation of the Willow magic thing at the end when when you know they're Tara's packing up what I think are bones maybe into a little Ziploc bag. I don't, I don't know what those are. Clay trinkets. I, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't get it. Uh, whatever she's packing up in the bag. Willow says, um, you know, I kept that stuff just in case as a safety net because what if something happened and you couldn't handle it? When she says you couldn't handle it, is she saying because Tara, I don't, you know, I was worried that if someone needed a magic person and you weren't able to do it, did she that say I could say you? She or said I? you. No, she said and you couldn't handle it. But the way she said it, it could be interpreted as you being me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, wh- if if you're talking theoretically about yourself to yourself, kind of thing. Like, you know, I was just thinking, like, what if something happened and you couldn't handle it? Like, mm-hmm. You, be, you know what I mean? Like, you being me in that yeah, situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Do you think she's saying that to Tara about Tara, or is she saying that to Tara about herself? I mean, I thought she was saying it about herself because clearly, I thought it so hard. I thought she said, I. "What if I couldn't handle yeah. it?" <laughs> I don't. I yeah. don't know. No, I, I yeah, thought you thought she was Yeah, no. For it's weird because it was like implying that there was going to be a bigger thing than a knife stabby man living in the fucking walls right. of this home that I was going to have to possibly which defend. could this could happen. Yeah, would do that, but not now. Th- this was fine. You know, I could just go to sleep and the guy might stab me. And in I don't my need that. Yeah, chest. it'll be fine. I don't need you. But but the real threat I'll get later because it felt like a weird flex right. where Tara would almost get mad at her for saying it. Right? Yeah. And, and for a moment it felt like she was going to be mad and then didn't and and like was like, "Eh." I think the way that I'm interpreting it is that she said it as you Tara but meant like so I could protect you and just said it clumsily, right? Like instead of saying because you're so fucking weak and inept at magic, I had to keep the shit around to save your ass if something went down. As Anya said. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got ducked on twice. Uh, I think she she meant it more just like I just wanted to be able to, to protect you if something happened because I still care about you. But instead of saying that, she just said, you know, if you couldn't handle it. <laughs> Brutal, and it's like I don't even live here. So how are you gonna protect me, girl? Right? How are you gonna protect me? You're gonna bring this shit all house? the way to my dorm and then save me? Come on. Ooh, what the fuck. 
no, you ain't going to do shit. The uh, last question I have for you is really not relevant or a big deal, but it's something that has bugged me uh, every time I've watched this show. So, the Cecily Halfrek debacle. I thought vengeance demons only punished men who wronged women. Oh, that was Anya's little raison d'etre. Most of us try to be a little more well-rounded. And actually, we prefer a justice demon. Okay, FYI. Stacia, are Cecily and Halfrick the same person? Absolutely. Daniel, are Cecily and Halfrick the same person? Is is that the same actor? Yeah, Kelly Roca mm-hmm. is the same. It's the same actor. But we sometimes reuse actors. Okay, but we have a moment where Spike and her are both right. like, "Do we know each other?" So that's the big difference, right? So this because is- we would have that with Rack. In it, you know, because we would do the same thing with Rack, exactly. but we didn't do it. Yes, so, yeah. and uh, with Andrew actually too. Andrew played a vampire named Peaches in season five, episode two. So, you know, it's uh, we we have reused actors before, but this clearly is calling out the character. You know, mm-hmm. when Willow saw Rack, or well, I guess Willow would have never seen Kralik, I don't think so. It doesn't work. But any, but anyway, like we've never said, yeah. you know, we never made that thing. They're specifically calling it out here, so that's why it's always bugged me because. Canonically, they are not the same person. There is absolutely zero confirmation that they've been the same person. So why is there say zero it? confirmation, or is there active confirmation that they are not the same person? So th- that's the thing. There's no nothing either way. So there is an IDW comic um, during the Angel run of comics that were going on as the show was going on, just like the Buffy omnibus run of, of comics that were going on. So there, n- none of those are canon, but they were running alongside the show the whole time to have little fun filler stories um but none of them are canon however there was an ep- an issue a one-shot issue of the angel comics called uh, spike old friends i believe something old times and in that there's a story of uh him going to la and running into halfrek and they talk she is hunting down a guy that they knew together when uh, you know, they had known each other while she was her alias is Cecily, right? That was just an alias for her while she was doing her vengeance demon work during that time. But that is not canon, so it doesn't count. The only way that it would make it canon is if any of the writers or Joss Whedon himself confirmed for sure that they are the same person and they have not done that. But they that. also haven't said they're definitely not the same person. No, but yeah. and, and, so I would say they're the same person. And Callie Roca believes that they are, but I mean, what does it matter what the actors think, you know, at some point Whoa, in the story? Well, well I, I mean, think that's what. I think that the script, I think we have more evidence that it is true than it's not true. I mean, she called him William, which is what she would have known him as Cecily, not Spike. And he clearly recognized her as well. It wasn't just one-sided. And then she's immediately embarrassed, right? Because she didn't like William. And she's like, I don't even want to. Don't look look at me. Don't talk to me. But, okay, so there is a little bit more information. In the season seven episode, Lies My Parents Told Me, when we're doing flashbacks about, you know, Spike and his incest mom situation, um, they have a conversation where his uh, his mom's like, you need to find a, a woman. And his mom says, this Cecily, of whom you write so often, would that be the Underwood, the Underwood's eldest girl? So she would have been a known quantity, which means that she could not have been a vengeance demon at the time. So theoretically, this would have happened after, like, it, it still all stands to reason. Like, that could still all work, right? Like, she could have been, uh, DeHoffrin could have been called and made her into a vegetable demon after, after the whole thing. I always thought that's how it happened. But then there's a, a, a time thing. Dana, when was the Crimean War? <laughs> 1854. Okay. She right is the in War. the Crimean yeah. War with Anya 
not in it, but like, you know, there there's a scene with that happening and there are vengeance yeah. demons already. So I think that's why the time gets fucked up because I don't think Spike was even Spike at that time. The one thing I saw online was that she the the Crimean War thing happened ten years canonically in our timeline before Cecily meets Spike, which means she would have had to have been Halfrek okay. already. So the eight so eighteen forties, let's say eighteen forty four is when they would have met ten years before the Crimean War. Yeah, and so and that could still work because Cecily could just be an alias, right? But the reason the the one hitch is the whole lies my parents told me thing because if she's a known quantity in their town, she's a child of someone they are close with. Like she, they've known her since birth, so clearly she wasn't a vengeance demon, but she would have had to been if whatever. My heart expands. Tis grown a bulge in it, inspired by your beauty, effulgent. Effulgent. <laughs> sorry it's just i'm happy so since canonically they're not the same person people are like why is this in this episode why are you saying canonically they're not because there's never confirmed and because but we have the time mess up no there. but that's not that... mean canonically they're not it just means the canon Great. doesn't say either way okay but that doesn't mean it's not real. If they make, if they do answer it one way or the other, they're inevitably going to have to retcon something else, right? So, but everybody says whoever's on team, they are not the same person. They're definitely not the same person. Why is this in this episode? Then they say it's just a, an in joke for the writers, and I'm like, that's not mm. it. That's not. No, that's dumb. I think that if you're supposed to say canonically, they're not the same person. The best we could do is because if they're not the same person, then. Hallie isn't Cecily, so she would not have memories of William, the bloody, a.k.a. Spike. So there's no reason for her to be like, William? Mm -hmm. It would make sense if you're just, like, hinting at, oh, she looks like this other character that we had for Spike to be like, haven't I seen you somewhere But her not know at all, right? And and she should not know at all. But she calls him what she would have called him as Cecily. So I feel like that's confirmed. She's the same person. Yeah. As we talk about, the lore of the show is inconsistent. So the fact that the Crimean War sets her timeline 10 years off or whatever, yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah, and like... Line of Marty Knox in and ask her. She'll be like, no idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> or even like simply, how on. old is Spike? I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. Younger we than don't Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Younger than Angel. As old as we need him to be in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I think you're right that that's the the best explanation is that we just, one, probably don't know actually when the Crimean War, War was, and two, have no idea how old Spike is. So those are more likely than them not being the same person based on this one line. Who, little Drewzy Greenberg, who knew that he was going to completely fuck everything up with his little cutesy line? Because he watches this show, man. Mm-hmm. We got so many callbacks. We got Once Warm a Feeling callbacks. We got I know, I know. fucking this shit, Full for Love callbacks. The man has watched the show. He wanted to be Stephen DeKnight in Dead Things, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> he didn't get to. He just didn't get to. So you ever think about not celebrating a birthday? Just to try it, I mean. All right. Well, um... I think that this is a good as time as any to remind you that we are a real podcast and you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. That is Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com, which contains notes about the show, like references to things that we might uh, play during the show, little snippets here and there. It also has a link to our Spotify playlist that, uh, oh, I forgot we were supposed to have a running gag. What's the name of our Spotify playlist station? <laughs> Beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season six. Oh!
I don't need to host the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ascended. Uh, and that playlist contains all music we might play during our <laughs> podcast episodes, as well as any music that is available on Spotify during that plays during these Buffy episodes. But dear God, oh wait, I gotta wait for yelling. I gotta wait for yelling. Okay, let's get to yelling so I can yell about this. Che- oh yeah, check out all those things if you want to. At Beat Me Pod everywhere. Okay, thanks. Let's yell. I'm gonna start because. My fucking God, that stupid fucking song. <sighs> okay. What song? Yeah. Yeah. I just. So during this, another classic sad ass Buffy party, quote unquote, when there's fewer than 10 people <laughs> and we're just sitting around playing board games, maybe if you're lucky, otherwise we're just kind of standing in the same room while obnoxious music is playing. There happens to be a particular song in this episode that is eerily, infuriatingly, annoyingly similar to the song that plays while Buffy is sad washing the dishes after she realizes her mom has a fucking brain tumor. If you don't remember, go ahead and cue it here, Daniel, but she is sad washing the dishes in the dark, and he goes, over and over again, and there is a song that is basically identical in this episode, and I wanted to tear my eyes out, which wouldn't have helped anything, because I could still hear it. Tear your eyes out. Station. And it's not brutal. It was not meant to be a brutal. sad Buffy music song, like when she turns the mariachi music on and cries into the dish soap. This was supposed to be a party, party, and it's a party song. <laughs> what? But it's her party. She'll cry if she I wants to. I take offense. It's a party song. At that being a party song, <laughs> I take offense. Whatever. Okay, so I I did a bad job, and I didn't write very many notes for this episode. But one note that I did write down was that. You know, Dawn wants to be taken seriously as an adult, but have you seen her bed? She's got like 80,000 stuffed animals on it. It's time <laughs> to grow up, girl. <laughs> and they don't move when she jumps on it, too. They're just like, they're there. Oh, speaking of Scream, there's a scene in the first Scream where Billy is hiding behind Nev Campbell's all of her stuffs, and he's and she's got a bunch of stuffed animals, and he grabs one, and he's like, oh, no, and makes a dance. And I was like really terrified for like one half of a second that one of them was going to move. Anyway, Daniel. <laughs> When's the Scream podcast coming out, Oh, Kelly? don't tempt me. Oh no! Awful. No one's gonna join you for that. <laughs> you, you talking the in the podcast closet for four hours about scream. <laughs> um, I will say, you know, to bring back to the body. Not only I, I didn't catch the mariachi band music, but just like the whole like you need to go to the guidance counselor's office. Like that whole scene with her in the classroom was dramatic mm-hmm. before things went off the rails. And the, I mean, the first thing I thought about was like. You're getting called outside to talk with your teacher mm. or and Buffy, you know, right. that mom has died. So I feel like that would have gone through her head. Like, I'm only getting called because something wrong has happened. And the last time was awful. So that was tough. Yeah. I mean, you, you had a good screen grab of her in the hallway. That was like one of the only beautiful shots because the image that you just had up was one of the terrible shots. Like that that's framed so awkwardly, that camera, camera angle that's capturing the whole party. I, I just. Why yeah. are you being such a hater for Buffy's party? It's a terrible party. What? How many people would you invite to your birthday party? Three. No, listen, listen. Yes, that's true. That is true. That's absolutely fair. However, I wouldn't call it a party. This isn't a Tupperware party. It's a little hard to plan. I don't know. Like, I, just the way that red shirt is acting and everyone's acting as if it's a real party when it's not. What does that mean? I don't know. You ready to get down, you funky party weasel? How do you act as if it's a real party? I don't know, man. She's just being a hater for no reason. Yes, that's the shot, for sure, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll stop. 
I don't like. I don't understand the really strong feelings about the party not party. You have a discourse. lot of strong feelings about parties, so <laughs> this is not the first rant you've had on this podcast. Are you gonna hate on their hors d'oeuvres next? Too many oh, tomatoes and cheese whiz. I was going to. They're awful. Is every frat on this campus haunted? And if so, why do people keep coming to these parties? Because it's not the snacks. Uh, so the, another thing that was kind of weird was at the beginning when Dawn and Buffy are like, Buffy's getting ready to go patrol. And she says there's a big evil out there or whatever. Like she's like, there's something weird out there. Definitely not a vampire, I think is what she says. Um, why does she already have intel about this demon? Like what happened? Why don't we know about it? I thought she was lying. I thought she was going to go see Spike because I didn't remember the scene at all. And then she actually is just going out on patrol and she already knows that this thing is out there. I don't know, it just seems strange. We haven't done any real focus on demon fighting in a long time. So I was like, oh shit, why does Buffy know what she's doing? Giles? Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, why? Wh- how does she, I don't know. Did you, I thought that was weird. Did you? I didn't clock it. Maybe they put up the notice. buff signal. The buff signal! Continuing on the theme of Tara's an actual person, I liked when they brought in Richard after he left, and then Tara turned to Spike and was like, he seemed cute. I think he seemed cute. I mean, I'm not a good judge, but what's he cute? <laughs> Just to, like, dig into Spike a little bit. So good. And then Clem very naively and I think he's like, cute. Yeah, I think he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's cute. <laughs> so good. A muscle cramp in your pants? Well, it's a thing. I'll just jump on that, too. Buffy, when she later was like, I'll look for you in the party of four people, which does <laughs> for you, Bolster Kelly, See? that this is not a party. <laughs> is that is that a party thing or is that her just trying to politely get away from this guy? <laughs> oh, I mean, amen. But it's like, <laughs> as Richard, what would you take that as? Like, uh, uh, I would you know, be like, I need away. to immediately leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I can't. I oh, can't. my God. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, I should Amazing. have said this in the last little thing because it's also not worth saying by itself. But uh, did you? I guess you, neither of you would have caught this either if you weren't really paying attention to that opening scene of her with the demon fighting. But she says after he disappears, the body disappears because it got went to the sword and she mm-hmm. didn't notice. She says, "Afraid to face a real warrior." I was yeah, like, "What was that, that line? Where the fuck did that come from?" <laughs> That's not something Buffy Summers would have ever said in her entire life. Well, I thought she thought he ran away. So I was confused when everyone was like, that's the demon she killed. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Because she did think he ran away, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. The Darth Maul looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, with all the hair. Oh, it's your turn again. Wow, that was fast. I know, because um, mine are terrible. I, continuing <laughs> on, Tara with her great line. Yeah, Tara. When this she is walks in about Tara. <laughs> on Buffy and Spike. And then Buffy immediately leaves. And then Spike tries to say, she was helping me with a cramp. And Tara was just like, a muscle cramp. In your pants? In your, in your pants. pants. <laughs> she just held Brutal the silence stuff. for so long. Just like, are you going to say anything? In your pants? <laughs> yeah. I will not say anything. Thank so you. good. And then he says, it's a thing. And I was like, does he mean, like, is he trying to be cutesy and say, like, what? That's a thing? Or is he being like, my my area is a thing that can get muscle <laughs> <My> cramps? <laughs> what? Uh, Willow bought Buffy a vibrator for her birthday. So awkward. And she just opened it in front of everyone. It's a double vibrator, though. <laughs> and it's great for after you've done all the patrolling. <laughs> this is what this is what Faith has been talking about for years. Get that down low tingle. <laughs> oh, God. Safety words are for wusses. 
Faith is like looking way better in these <laughs> later seasons, you know, with DMAF and the murder. And like we're really, we're rehabilitating. Uh, uh, her, thank think, God you're finally out. recognizing this. She was ahead of the game. Well, three she'll years be back ahead of the game. next season, slinking around in the background, she just sure being, being a good person. It's your will. Rehabilitated. Me and Seisha will continue to fight against this. You don't know that. But I just need, I just need to say it's <laughs> happening. And I hate it. I really do. <laughs> No one showed up to work. Like, four of them were like, we have jobs we have to go to. Did, like, literally not a single workplace be like, wow, these really reliable employees who are always on time aren't here. Let's do nothing. Yep. Like, And do phones not work? Like, what are we doing? Like, they did. I know we don't have Uber and stuff like that, but oh, they do. They did say the phones aren't working. We're completely cut off. Yeah. Terrible. So, yeah. So they How? can't, they couldn't call out. But again, why wouldn't the employers be like, hey, where's my supervisor and my work guy? Call the police, do a welfare check. I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't, I guess, welfare check Buffy's house, but maybe they'd make it there eventually. Yeah. Maybe they they were on their way. I would think that Xander's whole construction place at least would be, like, on high alert because Xander, who's, like, kind of the boss now, yeah. didn't show up. And one of the employees didn't show up. Where is Sophie's mom? Oh, that That is something I wondered, too, because clearly her mom dropped her off. Mm-hmm. Isn't she a little concerned that she didn't have to come back to pick up her kid? That it was her Sophie's kid didn't come home go. or go to work. Oh, Sophie's choice. Uh, is John Carlyle a, a real person? No idea. Yeah. Okay. Made in China. Stolen. <laughs> Made in China. Stolen. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm sure we could have saved this for the watches, but I'm just going to bring it up now. Um, <laughs> Willow walks in on uh, Tara making a bowl of cereal. <laughs> And Tara says, breakfast, I wasn't planning for a sleepover. <laughs> and I just, what would the plan have been? What, like, Even if you know you were sleeping over, what's the breakfast plan? I mean, go get something, I guess? Or you wouldn't have to worry about, I don't understand. You're eating cereal. What would have, I don't get it. What would the plan have been? We could have brought donuts. See, that's what it's insane. That's why it's insane she says it. Because, like, <laughs> who th- brings their... F- they're like, oh, I'm going to go to a sleepover. I better make sure I bring my breakfast. And she didn't bring it because she didn't that's know responsible. she was going to sleepover. That's called responsibility. <laughs> I'm not on the same wavelength you, wavelength you are today. <laughs> <laughs> your, party, your party etiquette is so stringent. It's this so is really rough. strong. I had no idea. You know how many parties I've been to with her? Apparently not as many as I thought because she wouldn't classify them as parties. Zero parties! <laughs> well, you would not bring, apparently bring your own breakfast. I never Next time I'm going to bring do donuts that. just Have to be you safe. brought your own Amen. breakfast to a party before? Mm, no. I mean, admittedly, no. <laughs> yeah. No but one has. I might, I might if it was a sleepover. You absolutely, you absolutely would not. Why not? Looks like a job for Wiccan girl. What do you say, Will? Big time danger. Hey, I eat danger for breakfast. But oddly enough, she panics in the face of breakfast foods. Okay, so at the end, two of them are like, look at the stars when they walk out the house. And I'm like, you've been inside for 24 hours. Like, do you know how many weeks it's been since I've seen the stars? I can't tell you. <laughs> but when you see them, are you going to yell, look at the stars? You will. And then I, I probably won't. <laughs> I will say, look at the stars. You have to say it, and then I have to Please. wait to pee and then say, look at the stars. <laughs> She's like so surprised. Like, where are the donuts? <laughs> Damn it! I didn't know this was going to be a sleepover. I didn't bring my donuts. <laughs> oh shit, Daniel. That's so funny. Um, let's see. Uh, Sophie is allergic to chocolate, peanuts, egg yolk, and sometimes dairy. 
I love Sophie. You know what I hate the most? And <laughs> no, not for that reason. I am so mad though that Sophie was introduced and it wasn't she wasn't in the episode yeah. mm-hmm. with Double Meat Palace. You couldn't think ahead just a little bit to put her in the episode. Why not? It would have continuity cost you wise. It would have been excellent. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess it would have cost literally nothing. cost something. Yes, yeah, I take that back. But come on, what are you gonna do? News from the file marked duh. Way to mock a man who's dying. What the shit, Xander? What the shit? What was that? When when they're That's... carrying uh, Richard Richard out, well, like to get go to the hospital, uh, he's like, "Yeah, you guys are all really weird yeah, or something." Your like friends that. are weird. Yeah, you guys have weird friends. And he says, "News from the file marked duh." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That's excellent. <laughs> This guy's fucking bleeding out. He's had some random woman touching his stomach with a napkin for God knows how long. And I don't think that's a skin condition. Cut the man a break. <laughs> They're talking about magic. and Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Well, it's okay. We'll never see Roger Richard again. Don't worry about it. Uh, my last thing is, again, at the very end, when you see Buffy shutting the door and Dawn's just creepily standing behind her smiling like a Stepford wife like she finally got what she wanted like yes (laughs) yeah you should have taken a picture of that it's really upsetting I don't know if I did it was that was at the very end of the the last shot of the the episode it's clearly supposed to be touching because like you just said Buffy chose to stay. Everyone's yeah. walking outside Everyone talking about left, the fucking but stars. Buffy but Buffy stays to hang out with Dawn. Mm-hmm. And then Dawn just... <laughs> you don't know. You have this thing you do. You have all these friends. You have no idea what it's like. What are you talking about? I don't know what... what? Being alone. You're not alone. Then why do I feel like this? Uh, Halford gets stabbed with a sword mm-hmm. and it doesn't take her out guess what but other it takes out on you later no it doesn't it doesn't kill her uh-huh. that's the whole thing well what it just made me realize i was like oh man if i was a good student of this show i would have never been scared that anya was actually dead during that episode because i would have known just like anya used to know that won't kill you did we know that she was a vengeance demon at that point yes yeah she becomes a vengeance demon at the end of the season we're actually in like a couple episodes so oh, I thought we didn't find out till after the frat boy scene. No, no, no. Um, the the whole thing of it is that Buffy's gonna have to kill her now because mm-hmm. Anya's been a vengeance demon this whole time. Yeah, it's um, it happens right after Hell's Bells. In fact, I think the very last scene of Hell's Bells is um, Anya crying and, and Dehoffrin coming up behind her. Um, so she turns basically. So right he's then. D money's coming. Oh soon. yeah, Hell's Bells, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's obviously. go. And then even in the third episode, I think it's called From Beneath You, It Devours. Um, she does a vengeance spell for a woman who summons a giant. It turns her boyfriend into a fucking giant worm mm-hmm. that uh, eats people and stuff. So yeah, let's fucking <laughs> trigger go. trigger warning for light cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, we don't joke about eating people in this house. Uh, someone to grab his sword. You know, like how obvious is that to like do that? Because clearly the sword is where the power is coming from. The power being that I can stab you, so we should grab the sword. <laughs> Do you think that people at over time have said, grab the sword? Like, clearly, take the sword away. What are you talking about? That's obvious. We need to stop the sword from it's stabbing just a, us. It's just a sweet thing. It's just something you say. You just say, you know, you take care of yourself because I, I worry about you. Be careful. Uh, grab the sword because I love you. Was it that or was it because they needed the sword to kill him? Yeah, I think they must have figured out in that moment. Oh, it's the sword. You got to stab him with the sword. But I don't know. 
just again, how how do you just like okay, I'll grab the sword. We're the good. same way you break a fucking sword in half, clean in half, not bend it. You just break hey, it. Buffy can do it. Didn't Buffy even cut her hands. It. No, nothing. Nope. Oh god, that was a little ridiculous. Do you have more, Kelly? I mean, I do, but they're all bad. Or it would take me a minute to find a good one. I don't know. Willow was just playing solitaire by herself uh, in front of like. Okay, the pre-phone world must have been weird because Xander is doing his schedule, actually working uh, at the table, and Willow's just there playing solitaire. But then I was like, "Fucking Game Boys existed forever. Get yourself a Game Boy, girl. You got to do something, something to do with your hands." But I guess that's what she's doing. She's playing solitaire, and I guess that's fine. I guess. Uh, how does Halfrick have this job? I get it that the vengeance demons they have covers or whatever you have to ingratiate yourself in the system, but it's like okay, so was there a vacancy and she conveniently found out that there was a vacancy so that she could get involved in Don's life, or it might just not be Don's life, right? She could be trying to get her feelers into everyone at the school so that she can help children in need. But then I'm like, aren't they a little concerned that this woman kind of came out of nowhere and she's going to vanish out of nowhere again? But maybe they wouldn't because it's Sunnydale and no one cares. Or was it just magic that she just magicked her way into there? She's not actually the guidance counselor, but everyone thinks she is because she did magic. I don't know. Probably the last one. That's fair. Well, and Dawn even, like, I wrote down Dawn talking about the guidance counselor. I don't – maybe I just missed this, but she said she called me out of class like a total GD. What is that? JD. Uh, Juvenile delinquent. Oh, JD. Okay, I missed Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. Juvenile delinquent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that just a common turn of phrase? Is that I actually one? That. You don't okay. use no, don't use that, right? I mean, JD. Yeah, I work in juvenile delinquency, so I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, but we we don't re- we don't call them juvenile delinquents. We just you call them JD. youths. <laughs> youths. 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 The youth in question. Nice. Uh, there's so much blurry spike in the background of so many of these scenes. It's like really really funny. <laughs> he was really working his creeper muscle. Uh, I thought that his creeper muscle. Oh God, is that the one that has is the cramp? Is it in his pants? <laughs> Does he need I think he did. <laughs> I think Buffy pieced together the vengeance demon thing way too fast. That was definitely a yes. plot demanded thing because the way that you would jump just like that, like wait, you talked to someone. Wait, did they? Did you make a wish to someone? Like, okay, yes, I know we have done this before, but there's no fucking way you're gonna remember all that stuff about wishes. Cordelia and did. Yeah, it. exactly. And you weren't even the one. It was fucking Cordelia. I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. Tara comes out from the flustered scene of her and Willow interacting because it's her ex and they both still like each other, obviously, and it was all very, very cute. And it was also cute that Buffy just immediately left the scene. She's like, oh, you guys need to, I gotta, what? Hello? Yes, that was adorable. But then Tara comes in, she's like, uh, flustered and she needs a drink and she grabs whatever Buffy's pouring, which looks water. like water. It's or water. It's vodka. Right? I'm just hoping it's like a, pitcher a pitcher of straight of vodka. Because it's just like, I guess she could be pouring water for the drinks, but it's like, it seems like, you know, we're pouring into a party cup. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, it just looks like water. Clearly she needed it. Tara seemed refreshed after she got it, or at least relieved that it was there. So whatever. Um, we can do official introductions now that everyone's here. I love that no one knew each other's names until Sophie finally got there so we could do official introductions officially. I don't know if that is actually what happened. Uh, and I think that uh, my last thing to say is why did why did the demon just hug Xander with a sword? He just hugged him. Hmm. He could have stabbed him. Yeah, could have totally. fucking stabbed him and killed him immediately. But he just gave him a hug just for fun. Just got to give him a hug. Okay, that was a lot. But now it's over. And now we can get to maybe the best part of the episode where uh, Daniel updates our watches. So, again, just finished this episode minutes before we finish this. So let's see how good I've got this. So you guys have to chime in for this. Xander, construction outfit watch. No, but he is going to finish 
finishes shift schedule for the crew tomorrow morning. And also Richard works with Xander. I know. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, there's no built a chest. He built a beautiful chest for Buffy for her uh, weapon. A beautiful chest. We love it. With his yeah, CD absolutely. Rack. But no no outfit. No, so it's a hard no for me. Uh maroon jacket watch, no. Anya belt alert, no. No, but we do get a beautiful no. red fuzzy jacket. It's not the the maroon leather jacket, but that it's very, mm-hmm. very I mean, and that's like a watch in and of itself. So maybe <laughs> next time around we'll watch around. It'll never be back. No, it'll never be back. Taunt's piercing screams. Uh, they just took the audio from the last time she screamed, get out, get out, get out, and put it onto this, get out, get out, get out. Do you want us to spend time with I you? I don't. I'm, I'm just a key, right? Everything about me is made up. Get out. I worry because my sister is cutting herself. Yeah? How do you know? Maybe it's just another fake memory from my fake family. I can hear you when I'm in the room, you know? I do understand these things. Get out. Get out, get out, get out! Get out, get out, get out! Get out, get out, get out! Yeah, well, that's why it's interesting that Blood Ties was a year ago. It was Buffy's birthday episode, and we just did the exact same thing. What the hell does it mean? Chips Ahoy, uh, <laughs> Buffy said he may be a chiphead. Yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of kind of love that. Uh, Willow's too powerful, eh? Yeah, she says... Um, what magic's going to be our best bet? Buffy says, uh, "Yeah, to Will- like to Willow, yeah, right. Magic's going to be our best mm-hmm. bet. Something, something broad with a big net or something like Tara's that." Tara's doing it by herself, right. right? Because Willow's too powerful, of course. And then Anya, of course, calling out Tara for being too powerful. Yes. So yeah, that's definitely there. Definitely. Buffy has a personality. I'm going to say no. Mm, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I don't really know what what's happening with with her. Uh, to hover and watch, I'm going to say no as yeah. well. Because we have no Dahab, but, but I'm excited nice. for his presence. Yeah. He's here. I can feel him. Uh, Tara's on the pot again. Yes, Tara is baked when she opens up the door, which she does not <laughs> knock because she still thinks she lives there. <laughs> breakfast, everything breakfast related, as you already talked about. And at you know, at the end, Willow and Tara are cleaning up all the stuff, and it's just like a whole um you know table full of pot so they're yeah. just kind of like <laughs> yeah. dividing their weed and then look at the stars i mean clearly they're all fucking baked by that point so how, why else would you care i mean we've all looked at the stars what are we doing i've looked at stars and i don't think hey look at the stars. i don't believe you you just do it no. what are we doing uh michael wiki amy goth watch no michael not in the episode. Amy, not in the episode. <laughs> Michael, not in the episode. <laughs> R.I.P. Michael. Uh, we don't, no one does any magic. I mean, Halfrick obviously is there, but she is a vengeance demon. Tara does demon, a spell. So. What are you talking about? Who? Tara does a spell. She does that release spell, which yeah. releases a demon. I don't think that I suppose. counts. I kind of want like <laughs> random people. That's oh, yeah. no, because like Jonathan yeah. will do it or random That's people fair. will do it. So well, people that aren't our Willow friends are known quantities that practice magic. Yeah. It's not so much that they it's are, supposed yeah. to be randos. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Buffy charging a dollar for everybody that asks if she's okay. I'm going to say no. Nobody yeah, was so. asking her or anything in this episode. So $7 remains her amount. Books a million. I don't think there was a book in this uh, episode except. When Anya was going nuts and, and digging through uh, Dawn's room, she did pull out a bunch of books right. from her bookshelf. But I don't think we could catch any of the titles. Mm, no. Yeah. So, no, I definitely never saw the titles. And I have no idea what's going on with those. Streets Ahead, absolutely not. This was like only in the summer's house. We went nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a no with caveats. It's a straight no. Right? We didn't go anywhere uh, else. The counselor's office. Yeah, we went to the high school. Mm. But we went to school. I mean, that's fine. We've been to school. But we went, we've been to school a million times. Yeah. So that doesn't matter. We didn't even know counselors were there. <laughs> we did not. 
But we saw the counselor be murdered by Screepy But Pete. that was at Sunnydale High, which so. doesn't exist. This is a different school that's not necessarily named Sunnydale High. Although, another wrench in that, uh, Halfreck had a, a Razorbacks pendant yeah, behind her. I know. I like, but that's not Sunnydale High. Sunnydale High will be rebuilt next year. Are you kidding no. me? So this is not even Sunnydale High? No, it's High. not. I don't know what school huh. this is. But there's a Razorbacks pendant, and it's very confusing. But yeah, that's huh. a whole plot point of the next uh, one of the episodes. We like pre- really? we pretend we're gonna redo the show with Don as the focus. <laughs> she gets like two best friends in the episode, and then we never talk about it again. <laughs> no Janice though. No, no Janice. It. Fuck Janice. It's wonderful. <laughs> Fuck Janice. Uh, Giles biggest KO. I would have had a good joke here, but I didn't have time, so no. <laughs> Uh, Giles' biggest KO is that Buffy has officially outgrown him because she did her own demon research and knew to track down this fucking demon in the graveyard. She doesn't need him anymore. In five seconds, I know. And really put together the pieces without anyone yeah. else. Yeah. So, By herself. Stuff. By herself. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. Both Very watches. impressive Both. considering it was on You've the been watched. You've been watched. Bow, 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 bow. Why haven't I said that yet? Nice. Hey, you're not the watcher of me. Then go home, but if you choose to stay, then work. Okay. Well. Who do you think was the oldest person trapped at that party? Uh, Anya. Not counting her demon years. Spike. Or oh, Spike. Yeah. <laughs> not counting your demon years. But not counting their demon years. Still Spike, I think. Yeah, Spike's pretty old. Yeah, I think he would probably have been older than everybody else when he got turned. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right? I thought he was a kind of a baby. Like early 20s. Yeah, but still that would put him older than everybody else. Everyone's 21. Although, Anya, I don't know. I don't know where you would put Anya's age as hmm. okay well psychically Giles would have been the oldest person <laughs> psychically Giles Boom. spiritually Giles spiritually Giles would have been the oldest Giles person Giles here let's go yes <laughs> absolutely okay I think it's finally time to rank this sucker Whew. Willow Hack slash we talked about the net slash something wicked this way comes I gave it a four because Tara does do magic and it makes the situation worse because <laughs> before she did the magic we didn't there have a no demon, demon trying to kill us uh, Dawn needs an adult uh, well physically absolutely not there's uh, eight other adults in this room now so she should be totally <laughs> fine however emotionally you're kind of rich psychically here? yeah red shirt counts man they are adults. She probably went up to him and was like, do you want to go to the mall with me? Oh, fuck. Clem is probably the oldest person there. If you don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we haven't even talked I about know, Clem. Clem. Yeah. Clem, what a breath of fresh air. What a air. sweet delight. Thank you, Clem. I'm, we love This you, is the Clem. first time. Because like in when we see him in live serial for the first time, he's kind of seems like a jerk, right? He's like, get her out of here. We're trying to play poker. And now we have real Clem, fully actualized Clem, which is, I'm just a sweet a, guy. And a real name and not just like wrinkled demon. Yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. He was exactly. Saggy demon or whatever. And I'm Clement, right? Clement? That's Clement, what his Clem. name is. Still say it's weird without the kittens. No kittens. Anyway, so yeah, so Don doesn't physically need an adult, but emotionally, psychically, she absolutely needs adults, clearly. No one has been listening to fucking Halfrek had to come and listen to her because no one would listen to her or help her or pay attention to her or take her to goddamn mall. Three for Dawn needs an adult. Monster of the week. I gave it a five. I should have been lower. I fucking hate this demon guy. He's like, the makeup is okay and the teleporting theoretically is cool. But like I said, you have a ch- chance to kill Xander. You don't kill him. You could pop out and fucking stab everyone, man. When everyone's just like huddled and scared. Oh, that was one of the other shots that drove me nuts. When we're, we're touching uh, Red Shirt Richard's stomach with the napkin, we linger so long on Willow's face, Tara's face, 
red shirt Richard's face. It it just never ends that scene, and I hate it. But they could have all been stabbed. That is prime stabbing time. Pop out and stab fucking everyone. He could have killed everyone, and he doesn't. The stabbing of Halfrick was so great. Yeah, you could have. He could have been doing that the whole time. The fuck? I know the whole time. So he kills zero people. He could have killed all the people. So he gets a five, and it should be lower. Season six oh, God, category. I should write what it actually is called. Life is the big bad. Uh, your sister is a JD, and uh, you failed to notice. You failed to notice her cries for help. So that's pretty fucked up. I gave that a seven because Don needs some help, and no one cares. But that should go in the Don character. Whatever. This is the only high-ranking one that I gave it. So seven it is. Relationship goodness or badness. Xander and Anya, better than ever, as mentioned. Although Anya and Willow and Tara, probably not great after this. Willow and Tara were... I think we're on the road to rehabilitation here. I think that they, those kids might be okay, after all. Uh, Don and everyone, not great. Oh, man, that was a little cutting when Anya was like, I took care of you. How could you do this to me? Like, you know, to Don when mm. she finds out that she's been stealing all the stuff from the magic box. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, that is fucked up. And that kind of like, I'm so wishy-washy on the Don stuff. Is she annoying? Is she being reasonable? Uh, because like that thing, right? Like, I know that she they aren't actually responsible for her because they aren't her uh, you know, direct relationship or whatever. But over this summer, I feel like they must have really all pitched in and really all taken care of her. But uh, who knows? Maybe it was just Giles taking care of her the whole time. That's not the point. I still find it weird. I find it weird that we all do agree that Buffy is the sister, but we all do know that she's a key made by the monks. I'll keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you brought up the monkles because we are contractually obligated, contractually obligated to mention the monkles and Screepy Pete at least once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway relationship goodness or badness uh i gave it a six episode specific clem turning back to the camera thumbs up good party <laughs> i gave it a three out of ten <laughs> that's your specific because it wasn't a party <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right oh god so 28 that is the lowest for the season by a little like a eh, like couple of points but still puts it all the way beneath Double Meat Palace at 14 of 14, man. Uh, I haven't ranked one in the 20s in a while. So, yeah, I just I didn't like it. There was, like I said, a couple of good jokes, but there's just drugs is magic is so hard. And I wish we would just drop it. I wish we would have just like we did the thing. I, I know it was kind of weird, but, you know, we made our point. Just fucking stop. Let it go. Just like we're going to let go of this Dawn shit, too. Just let it go. Anyway, where did you rank this episode, Stacia? Um... I, I ranked it at 96 out of 114. Mm. So it's second yeah, second to last of the season. So you put this one above Double Meat Palace, and I put it I did. beneath Double Meat Palace. Nice. Mm. I don't know that that was the right choice, but... Okay, well, what's above it and below it? Uh, so above it is Where the Wild Things Are, <laughs> uh, which is when Buffy and Riley have sex and make a haunted house. That has the orgasm wall. <laughs> uh, mm. And then out of my mind, which is when Riley is like, oh, my heart beats really fast. I'm not going to do anything about it. Oh, and that's when we kidnap the doctor to like do. No, that's a different one. Never that's mind. a different one. Uh, and the reason why I decided out of my mind was better than older and far away is because helpfully I made a note that Harmony thinks um, of a bread basket uh, for 20 questions. <laughs> is it a sodding bread basket? No, look. It is the same one. Yes. Spike tries to get his chip out. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. He may be a chip head, but he still hasn't played too well with others. Uh, so I just remembered Harmony being delightful in that, and I was like, okay, this is worse than that. Uh, and then this is above Weight of the World, which is when Buffy goes catatonic, and Shadow, which is, you know, when Riley 
takes Dawn to the sad carousel because sad her carousel. mom has a shadow. <laughs> right, right, right. See, uh, way to the world, I almost had Stacia research locked in syndrome, but we talked about that a little bit during that episode. So I was like, oh. yeah, so we didn't do it. So we missed out on a, a Stacia corner moment, but that's okay. Uh, what did you write for your description of this episode? Um, Dawn wishes that everyone is trapped in her house. Stolen leather jacket. Willow refuses to do magic. <laughs> Accurate, as ever. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Daniel, where are you going to rank this episode? Uh, yeah, so I I want to feel like I'm doing bad things here by ranking it at 110. <laughs> 110, it's technically better than All the Way, which was a bad episode. Technically better than Double Meat Palace, Smash Gone, and Wrecked. Hmm. So season six has some real big clunkers, but man, I'm still on the season six train. This this fucking season's awesome. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yes. So um, but it's it is a it is above a new man, mm. which we talked mm-hmm. about. Out of mind, out of sight, where the wild things are, and it is below I Robot You Jane and Spiral. <laughs> so it gives you a taste of where we're at. Here. You guys have such like it's way tough. more similar rankings than I do for you sure. Think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. just like said a handful of the same episodes, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It feels right. It feels <laughs> where it should be. I mean, I agree. Clearly, I'm the, <laughs> the one in the wrong. But I don't know what a party is. So I can't be That's trusted. True. You, you don't, don't understand. Dead man's party? You're like, dead man's one. That was a party. That was How a party. How many people have to be there for it to be a party? A lot. How many is a lot? More than eight. How many More African masks have to be there for a party? <laughs> I just, I think that How it, many empanadas? Uh, several. <laughs> yeah i mean i i think if i had to put a put a point on it it's more just like i have the idea of like the typical like high school party where everyone's being fucking nuts like the debaucherous like you know all those early odd sex comedy parties those kind of things so any other yeah. parties aren't valid like birthday parties at Chuck E. cheese or retirement parties or christmas parties or you know what about today? If you had a party and it didn't resemble an aughts party yeah. where things are going wild, you wouldn't consider I it a party. I don't think so. You can't have parties mm-hmm. once you turn 25. Yes. There we go. That's yeah. the rule. <laughs> Especially not retirement parties. Those have to be done 24 or younger. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't sell out to a tech millionaire, you, you, you No parties forever. No, don't care. You can't have any. No parties. I'm the dip. Uh, you got to admire the purity of it. <laughs> What? Onion dip. All right. Stacia, do you have anything else to say about older and far away? Uh-uh. Daniel, do you have anything else to say about older and far away? I hope to not have anything again to say. Nice. Nice. I'm really glad that, we, you know, through our powers combined, we brought that ranking all the way down where it belongs. Yes. Uh, please join us next time for I forgot what the episode was. As you were. Speaking of Riley Finn, guess who's coming back to Sunnydale? Let's go. Initiative, baby. (laughs) No, we've left the initiative behind. He's part of some other paramilitary organization. Hunting demons in Bolivia or wherever the fuck with his supermodel wife. And he brought her along just for the drama because he wants to see Buffy squirm, I guess. Uh, But uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about that. Until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. I'm not ready to come out. I'm all beep any. <laughs> Ew. Beep any. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you for As You Were next time. Okay, goodbye. My door doesn't help to know. Hey, you're just aggressive guy. Seriously, what do you got? Not your toilet?